KPN Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. Our topic is the elected leaders, women leaders of KPN. And with me here is Lisa O'Donnell, Essex Selectman, Melissa Cox, Councilor at Large in Gloucester, Becky Jakes from Manchester, Selectwoman, and Denise Donnelly, Selectman in Rockport. Thank you for being with me on KPN Report. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> and being patient as we, started, <laughs> as we get started. Um, well, it's really wonderful to have you all here uh, for this, this collection of elected women leaders. Um, I don't think we've, I've ever seen all of you together before. No, nope, we haven't ever. No. Yeah. So um, this, is, this is a wonderful opportunity to get talking about um, a few things, uh, what it's like to be uh, an elected woman in office. I'm, Lisa, I'm going to start with you because you've been in office the longest. And could you just tell us about how long you've been in office and, uh, <laughs> and why you ran for office in the first place? Uh, I've been in office for nearly nine years. Um, my term is up in May. And um, the reason that I ran it first is uh, I chaired the town building committee and um, saw an opportunity there when a select board seat was vacant where I could probably make a difference. And uh, a lot of people kind of talked me into it, but I'm really glad I had the opportunity to run. And, and three terms later, it's, it's been great. Um, so is there one accomplishment that you're really proud of? One accomplishment. Or um, many, well, you know, well, like I, an area of it, accomplishment? During my time on the board, we actually sort of resolved the whole Canemo Point issue, which was a real mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. sticky, thorny thing. Mm -hmm. And we worked through that. Um, town Hall got renovated. And, um, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, and, we, and we got a bonus floor in it, so it was great. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and this great. May, we'll be looking for a public safety building, but I think I'll touch on that later when we come to one of our next questions. That's right. And Denise, you're the youngest of the the elected in uh, terms of yeah being term elected. in office <laughs> that's right <laughs> gotta be young at something yes. <laughs> so um tell me what you um uh, what got you into running um, yeah so it was actually very specific uh it, two things one was um uh our current president had just been elected and president then president obama said um the way to make change is to get involved locally. And I really had never done that um, because of my work and travel and commuting and all of those things. But with some changes that had taken place in my life, I had the time um, to start to think about getting involved. And that was one big impetus, was kind of listening to what Obama said, taking that to heart and feeling like I needed to do something, um, my personal bias showing, um, in response to the election of our current president. And the other thing that got me involved was a local issue in Rockport relating to um, what we now call Woodland Acres, which is 45 acres of woodland, appropriately, um, in Pigeon Cove that was um, going to be developed. And I, along with many, many other people over many years, um, got involved in um, getting the town to conserve that land, which it now is. It's now um, got a conservation restriction and it's public land. So um, those are the reasons. That's great. And Becky, what about you? What got you involved? Um, I have been pretty much involved with the town um, since my family and I moved there 20 some odd years ago. And um, I also had some very good neighbors and friends who were involved in town government, both female and male, and um, very good role models. Um, and this time around, I 
had some people ask if I might run uh, and very happily did so. How long have you been in office? One year. Oh, okay. Oh, so, <laughs> so you really I'm not the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> One year. And, um, and it's, it's been wonderful. I think, you know, we're just everybody works really well together. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's, it's, it's a common goal. You're all yeah, working towards exactly a common goal. It. It's doing yes. the best thing for the town, and, and that, that always provides synergy to a group. Yeah. Right. Regardless Absolutely. of the composition of your board. Right. Yep. You're exactly. there for the same reason. Right. Yeah. hope. Well, <laughs> speaking from our little hamlets. So, Melissa, you've been on the city council for quite a long time in Gloucester. Eight years. Um, I ran initially just because I wanted to give back. I fell in love with the community that I moved into. And um, turns out I was the first Ward 2 city councilor that was not born in Gloucester, um, which is a big deal. Um, Very big so, deal. So, uh, you know, one of the... One of the things that I'm proudest in my term so far is that really worked on environmental issues. Um, we passed a poly and um, plastic bag ban that came effective in January. And just doing a lot of cleanups and working with DPW to make Gloucester cleaner, I guess. Mm -hmm. so. what, were, um, what was campaigning like? Um, horrible. Uh, it was horrible. So, so being honest, Lisa, um, what was horrible about it? it you, you feel like you have to justify and explain yourself um, for people who doubt your motivations. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest mm -hmm. thing is people who think you're doing something for the wrong reasons when actually you're running so that you can volunteer your time to help the town. Right. And, it's, and, and they doubt you and suspect you of some ulterior motive and, and that that's troubling and then you have to be nice all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well there was a lot of head nodding yeah. in them. So yeah. any stories here about or or experiences in campaigning? I, I found campaigning um, just exhausting. It was just, you know, a big commitment to mm -hmm. um, in Rockport we have five corners and stand out at five corners every weekend in all kinds of weather. It was early spring. Um, and um, what I enjoyed actually was we have a debate every year. I enjoyed the debate. Mm -hmm. I found that exhilarating. But I found the actual physical aspect of campaigning exhausting. It was just, it took a lot of emotional and physical energy. Mm -hmm. I feel like a door-to-door -door salesman. Yeah, but I, exactly. The, the product I'm selling is myself. Yourself. You know, and, yeah. and Putting yourself trying out to get there. people to believe in me as much right. as I want to do the job and everything. And it was just, it, it's hard. And sometimes you get a door that is not friendly at all. Um, last year I was campaigning and I had my niece with me. And she was a year and a half, so thank God she didn't understand what the lady was saying. But, um, you know, told me, get off my door. Um, you're a damn Democrat. That, I mean, much harsher language. So, um, you know, it was just, like, I was appalled. And mm -hmm. after running mm -hmm. three elections, that was the first time yeah. and I think that has to do with our current environment mm -hmm. that we're in, that was the first time I've ever was treated so poorly mm -hmm. so Becky um, initially I was running unopposed and um, then we had a write-in um, which completely of course changed the yeah. tenor yeah. of it mm -hmm. and as you said Lisa people 
questioning my motives right. for right. wanting to help, step in and help. Um, and, and that was made me question a little bit why I was doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but then you just kind of have to dig in and say, no, I'm doing this for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And just keep going. Yeah. It sounds like there's a need for more civil discourse before an election. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. some kind of coming together or, uh, or general education around um, what it's like to go through campaign, um, what it's like to be elected. And do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're right, Melissa. I think it has to do with sort of our the culture we're living in now, right. where people are very skeptical. Um, maybe rightly so, I don't know, but it, there's just sort of a lack of uh, civility that um, mm -hmm. is not always there. I have to say, I feel like for the most part, um, things are pretty civil, and I feel like right. our board works well together because we have a common goal. But um, there's always this undercurrent, not always, but there's often an undercurrent of suspicion. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what what are you really up to? Like, I'm really up to what I just said mm -hmm. I'm up yeah. to. I'm really up mm -hmm. to helping. Volunteer. Yeah. Right. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. And right. basically, yeah. we are volunteers. Yeah. Like, I, I, Gloucester probably gets a bigger paycheck than the towns, but... Um, Bigger than I, zero? Well, you recently <laughs> had yours taken away. <laughs> well, it was uh, $100 I, a month. Yeah, so. <laughs> which, which is still nothing. Like, yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of time. I, I was told that this would be a part-time job. Yeah. It's not a part-time job. No. It is mm -hmm. whatever you want to put into it. Yeah. And it's, it's a sponge. Yeah. You, yeah. You can yeah. Sponge. Yes. yeah. Yes. It can take as much yes. time Literally. as you can and give it. It, yeah. it will take every single bit of your free time that yeah. you have, and you have to push back sometimes. Yeah. Well, you have to be at events. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. show up at things. You have and, to um, march in parades. You have to march in parades. I like marching in parades. That is fun. I agree. I yeah. liked mar I love marching in the Memorial Day parade. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, so I've been at, I got home at 9 o'clock Monday night, 9 o'clock Tuesday night. I, I, mm -hmm. you know, there's a meeting I should go to tonight. I have three meetings tomorrow. I'm not complaining, but it's a lot, it's a lot. of time. People don't it's a lot understand. of time for a volunteer position. Right. And but it, and then it's to worth be yelled it. at. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's take a look at the makeup of the different boards sure. um, because they're they're kind of, they're pretty equal in each um, in each town. I mean, except for Gloucester, Gloucester. but there's Bigger. more women in, on the Gloucester City Council now than there has been in the past. Correct. When I first got it elected, um, 2012, there were two other women on the board, um, and then one year that I ran, I was the only female. Um, I had the title of the youngest, um, which was great. And then the next election, um, Joe Orlando took that away from me. And I teased him, and I was like, now you're the youngest and the prettiest. So, <laughs> um, but it was, it was nice because, you know, it, it really changed the dy dynamic. And I think that was probably the only term in which I felt outnumbered. Um, but the younger gentleman on the city council really never treated me like I was a female. I was a colleague, I, you know. <laughs> it was the older gentleman that I found that had to do the mansplaining or, you know, the term honey or, you know, it's just, it was kind of it's so existing. Thing. Yeah. 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 existing. What yeah. about in Manchester? What's the ratio? Right now we have three women and two men um, and our chair is stepping down. 
Um, a woman. A woman, Susan, yes, yeah, Susan, Susan Beckman, Beckman, who's donated so much of her time in myriad ways to Large the town. Large chunks of her life have gone to Manchester. Absolutely, <laughs> and wow. there will be a massive hole. Um, Is there a woman but running for her spot? I don't know that anybody's yet taken out papers. Hmm. Eli has for the, you have two spots open this year. And Eli's already running. Yes, right, Eli's right. is up, and because they go in three-year increments and they rotate. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Eli is coming up, but he's he's taking yeah, out papers yeah. again. But it's it's the the um, I think our board works very well. There's there's no male female female male issues mm -hmm. at all. Um, and I think there's a great deal of respect. Everybody treats each other mm -hmm. very respectfully. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been a pleasure to work with all of them. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Essex, your board? Uh, we're just three on our board since Essex is so small, and um, now I'm the only woman, but I'm chair, and I've been chair for four years. But of my nine years, uh, six of those, when Susan Caviello was on the board with me, there was two to one, so um, it's pretty balanced, and I know there's a woman who's running unopposed for my seat, um, so we'll still have a seat on the board. That's great, and Denise, what's Rockport's oh, board? We're, we're like Manchester, it's three women, two men. Um, the chair, is, this, this term is Sarah Wilkinson, who's, I think she's mm -hmm. been serving for something like 12 years. Um, yeah. So she's, and she's young and dynamic, and um, I feel like we have a great ratio, we have a great balance, and yeah, mm -hmm. I think it works well. It's nonpartisan, um, and that's one thing I think right. is really um, important. It, it, it's funny you mention that because when people talk, they'll say, oh, you're involved in town politics. And I say, well, it's not really politics. Yeah. We don't mm -hmm. run on a ticket. Right. It's town service, right. and we're all there exactly. for the same reason. I like and so that. it's yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's not that, that political element that you mm -hmm. find in other levels of government, right. state or federal. That's and such a good way of putting it yeah. because it, it really is. I and that's know. the difference between the towns and the city. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, it, but... City of Gloucester, I mean, there was a lot of candidates that ran on, you know, Democrat or Republican, but I mean, and it really showed, um, like some of the debates, there were a lot of signage um, that would indicate one way or the other, you know, and um, the, the town committees, too, for both groups were um, very dynamic. And more partisan there? Um, no, it, it was the clear division um, mm. between the Democrats and yeah. I believe we try to be nonpartisan um, but there's definitely some issues that that come up that's so. great um, another question is uh, is challenges you've found as uh, women leaders in your in your uh, respective local towns and um, what is, what have you ever come up against a challenge uh, for instance someone mentioned mansplaining um, at, a, at an event or um, at Lisa? Yeah. I, I'm an engineer by trade and, and I've been at it for 30 odd years and we're working on building projects and when I talk to building projects I don't feel like I'm taken as seriously as if I was a man um, yeah. and I I probably know more than than most men do about construction um, but it's it's hard to sort of gain that credibility and it's it's something I've battled with my most of my career but my clients know what I can offer but people who don't know my background don't sure. take mm -hmm. what I have to offer mm -hmm. um, with the value that I'm 
I have behind us. So mm -hmm. but that's, yeah. but that's it really. And I do accounting for a living, and I'm chair of budget and finance, and I go through the city budget, um, millions of dollars, and you know, in the beginning it was an uphill battle, but now, I mean, working with these guys for eight years, um, I have the respect of the department heads, um, work well with the CAO and the CFO, and it's, I mean, it's great. I, I, for two years I was put on budget and fine, or planning and development, and as the only ret returning person from the budget and finance team from the prior year, it was hard for me to step away from that. And then I was asked to chair again, and I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love <laughs> it. So it's a lot more work, but yeah, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So Denise and Becky, have you ever experienced anything while you're? In my one year, not <laughs> yet, um, and I, I don't, I, I don't get any sense of that being an issue, mm -hmm. but again, it's 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 been one year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, looking at some issues, um, what are some of the things that you've been championing in your um, in, in your work? Uh, is there one particular area? I know that the environment seems to be mm -hmm. a key thing running right. through I all of I think in all communities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In all communities, yeah. but especially here on the coast. Right. Um, Lisa, what's happening in Essex around this, and what have you been doing? We've been doing a lot with coastal resiliency um, and <laughs> studies with national wildlife just to develop um, vulnerability plans. Um, and that's, we're looking at marsh restoration, uh, just trying to sort of, use green defenses along the coastline to mitigate sea level rise and mm -hmm. climate change and the, the storms that are coming that are much more severe. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not the big issue in town right now, which is public safety building, which hasn't got anything to do with the environment. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's a big thing for you because you're it's, on the It's a huge thing. Our public safety building is so decrepit and so um, it's, it's just such a poor facility that underserves our volunteer fire department. It's called fire department, but um, there's no full-time employees and our police are working out of a trailer in one room. Uh, so we're looking at um, funding that this May and it's, it's, it's something that's long overdue. Um, it, people have served on uh, public safety building committees for 30 years. It's, it goes back that far that people were studying when to replace it. And so we're finally there. So we have a vote in May and we're just trying to get the message out. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We need it. Um, <laughs> well, we touched on uh, regionalization when we were all chatting before mm -hmm. the show, and let's get into that because regionalization is, um, well, what would you describe it as as a topic? Um, your constituents, are they interested in it? Are they, um, uh, you know, Manchester and Essex have been partnering for a long time, but this is kind of a new conversation, especially for Rockport, and, you know, looking at whether or not regionalization is even possible. Well, it, oh, go ahead. Lisa. People um, are looking at it guardedly. Mm -hmm. um, they are saying, yeah, we get the idea. Um, if you want to save money, that's awesome. But do not undermine our community feel. Mm -hmm. right. We mm -hmm. don't want to just turn into one right. big town. We want to be Essex. We want to right. stay Essex. Don't mm -hmm. take away our Essex feel. But if you can save us money, oh, yeah. We're all about that. Yeah. But we're so. still going to be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> You're right there. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead, Becky. I was yeah. going to say that, that um, I think there's also perhaps some confusion as to exactly what 
regionalization might mean. And, um, and, and with that goes the, the suspicion mm -hmm. of what it might entail. Yeah, what are you going to do to us? Right. So it's but. schools and it's some municipal services? Well, the, the way I try to describe regionalization is it can take a range anywhere from what Manchester and Essex have done with our school system, which is a complete regionalization of a whole town function, to right. um, we share a, a sewer camera with Rockport. That's pretty pretty low <laughs> level, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, the, the regionalization can take whatever form shared services is that benefits both towns, and it has mm -hmm. to be a win-win for both towns, and they have to right. save money and or improve services. And unless you're doing one or both, it's a non-starter. So it's, it's, it sounds like a smart thing to do when you're thinking about it, though. We we did it with. Um, Manchester and Rockport with the veteran services. Um, it was very hard to find a veteran service agent for the smaller communities and at the time we did the regional I was actually working for the town of Rockport so um, you know it it was hard for me to see these veterans coming in looking for assistance and not having a veteran ser service agent that was responsive enough to respond to them in their time of need. Um, so you know we approach the subject with trying to regionalize. And there's actually a lot of state laws that govern what we can regionalize on. Um, so for example, the veteran services, like our communities have to touch. That's probably the reason why we haven't been able to work with Essex on that aspect. We're, um, we're actually in a different organization. We're with Ipswich. We're, you're we're, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. with Ipswich. We're but, in, or in a couple communities further west. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. um, and then, so that's how we were able to, to do it. I mean, there's, there's definitely state laws as far as services go, um, such as mm -hmm. that. Um, and veteran services is a lot of state funding. So, um, and it, I, it's working out great. It's been a great success. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. It really has. Regionalizing the veteran services has been fantastic. But to my mind, I think one of the things that we need to be thinking about as a region is how we deal with climate resiliency. Mm -hmm. So the state is doing a lot to make funding available and grants and all of that, but the, the amount of time and energy and work that goes into writing the grants, mm -hmm. identifying the grants, uh, mm -hmm. figuring out what you need to target, prioritizing vulnerable mm -hmm. areas, I just feel like for you know the volunteers and the employees who are involved, it's too much. And um, it's frequently such a small window of time. Exactly. To oh, for get the, the grants, grants to get yes. the grants yeah. written yeah. and submitted. And there's and a lot everything. of laws that you have to follow. So having a, an audit of the grant as well mm -hmm. is complicated. So, uh, but I think to, you said this earlier, Lisa. The storms don't recognize municipal boundaries. Yeah, right. We have to deal with this right. as a region, and I think we'll be much more successful if we can find a way to work together to address um, the challenge of climate change mm -hmm. because of where we are geographically. Right. And we do a good job with mutual aid, say in the fire department. So regionali yeah, yeah. Re mm -hmm. regionalizing DPW or the schools, I mean, in my mind, I think it's a benefit. It's the equipment's getting more expensive. Yeah. Um, to have an employee is getting more expensive. It just, there's a lot of things and having this one employee that's technically knowledgeable in this one piece of equipment that can be used by all of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's a On savings. the other hand, I will say that I think in order to be a thriving community, there has to be a school. And so I think we have to be very careful. I mean, 
education, I think, is the bedrock of democracy. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very invested in making sure that we maintain a presence of a school system. Mm -hmm. But the way we do it has to be thoughtful. And it's, you know, there's no avoiding the fact that we're aging as a region and as a state right. and a country. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've got to find a way to strike a balance where we maintain our identity as communities, um, keep the school presence, but also keep it affordable for all of mm -hmm. us. And high quality. Right. Yeah. And it was uh, when we regionalized with Manchester, one of the big um, topics of conversation was we have a regional middle high school and there's a single school that all students attend, but both communities still have their own elementary mm -hmm. school. Yeah. And there was a lot of discussion back and forth about the economy of having a, a joint um, elementary school. Uh, there were some other logistical challenges with mm -hmm. location, but the, the overwhelming sentiment in both communities is, no, we want our elementary school in our town. Mm -hmm. And so we each have our, the district oversees the elementary schools, but we have that community identity, mm -hmm. which is really, I think, important to both yeah. towns. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the identity piece almost seems to be a little bit separate from the regionalization mm -hmm. piece absolutely. because you do it. You have your own identity. I mean, yes. every town. So I feel like Gloucester is this weird city in the middle of these <laughs> nice, cute little towns, and like I'm preventing from, you know, regionalizing. Um, but, well, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's shared services, and um, right. I mean, the, to get you the, all here the, to talk about this yeah. is, is an important piece of yeah. just communication and, mm -hmm. and coming but, together and looking at the topic. What, what's complicated with towns and cities is actually um, state law is different. Mm -hmm. State laws yes. are different yeah. for towns and cities, which is really unusual in that I just know we ran into a situation where um, a town is able to offer more than an appraised value for a property, but a city cannot. A city cannot pay more than appraised value for a property. So just weird things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. yeah. will complicate sharing, I think, mm -hmm. between right. those borders. Yeah, but yeah. not everything. So that's great. Well, you annexed from us, by the way. So what's that? <laughs> <laughs> we annexed Rockport. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sort of an ancestral thing happening here at the table. <laughs> Um, well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for being on Cape Ann Report. Thank you. Yeah. Donald, Melissa Cox, Becky Jakes, and Denise Donnelly, thank you for sharing your time. Sure. Yeah. Again, thank you, thank, you. thank you for inviting thank us. You. Yeah. Thanks for I want to do this again. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah, let's do but something. But next time again. we're going to put wine in our glasses. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's only <Man>. water. Um, <laughs> viewers, thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out on social media. I'm your host, Maureen Howard. Until the next time on Cape Ann Report, take care. <laughs>